Hello, friends. It's me, the president of Chickenlandia. Did you know that I have a new book that is now available for purchase? You heard that right. It's called Let's All Keep Chickens, The Down-to-Earth Guide to Natural Practices for Healthier Birds and a Happier World. It's now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your local bookstore, and more. For more information on how you can grab your copy, just click the link in the show notes. It's so exciting, I can barely handle it. Okay, on with the show. Welcome to Chickenlandia's 100% friendly podcast, Bok Talk. This show will help you learn all about how backyard chicken keeping can be fun, entertaining, and stress-free. Here's your host, the president of Chickenlandia! Hello, friends. Welcome to Chickenlandia, and welcome to Bok Talk, your 100% friendly backyard chickens show. I'm so excited today to be bringing you something a little new and a little different This is my very first interview podcast. I'm going to be chatting with Forrest from one of the most popular chicken supply companies and hatcheries in the United States. It's called My Pet Chicken. You've probably heard of it. I think this is going to be a very informative interview for you. And of course, we did keep it very entertaining because that's the Chickenlandia way. As always, this podcast is brought to you by the folks at My Favorite Chicken and Small Pet Select, so definitely check out their links in the show notes. And without further ado, here's the interview. Forrest Clinton from My Pet Chicken. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? Great. Thank you so much for having me and for having My Pet Chicken on the show. Um, I'm excited to chicken chat with you today. I know it's so, you know, when I find another crazy chicken lady, it's like, it's like finding a dime, you know, a diamond or like, it's like, you know, finding a lucky penny on the ground. (laughs) Yes. It's, you know, a lot of people I think maybe have family members or friends who don't own chickens. And so it's important to find that, that outlet of another chicken friend to sort of talk about the flock and, um, share things. And I think it's also great that your podcast does that. It it can connect these chicken people together. Yes. Yes. They, you know, it's hard. It's hard when someone doesn't have, there's like two kinds of people in the world, people Mm -hmm. that have chickens and people that don't, (laughs) and the the people that have chickens, you know, depending on what level they're on, they get it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I love it. I love talking chicken. So I'm so excited because this is my first like real interview and I've been wanting to do this for a long time. So I'm really appreciative to my pet chicken for sharing you today. Well, thank you for having us as your first guest. We feel very honored about that. So thank you. Yes. Yes. The feeling is mutual. So (laughs) I, I actually have a long history with um, my pet chicken. Like when I, first got started with chickens, which was like, I don't know, like 12 years ago. I went, I remember hearing about my pet chicken. And I think it was because I was like watching Martha Stewart or something, or I was reading her magazine or something. And I thought, well, you know, if they're good enough for Martha Stewart, I better check it out. (laughs) And I just loved like, 
I don't know. I think you guys have really nailed like a certain demographic, you know, it's just like, it's your website is cute. It's gotten even cuter lately. Cause I, I saw that it, that you've got, you guys have made some changes. Yes. But, exciting changes. Yes. But I'm curious, like, can you give me, I don't know if you even know this and if you don't, that's fine. But like, does my pet chicken have like an origin story that you could share with us? Absolutely. My pet chicken was founded about 15 years ago um, by a couple named Tracy and Derek. And what they saw in the chicken keeping market was a lack of information for new chicken keepers on how to get started. So the website really started as information for new chicken keepers, how to raise baby chicks, how to care for them when they get older, what to expect. And from there, it then developed into um, selling products and offering shipping on baby chicks. Um, Now we, you know, offer pullets, hatching eggs, you know, quite a lot. But we still have, you know, in all these years, we're still staying true to the education, helping educate um, new and even experienced uh, chicken keepers. Um, And then about a year ago, the company sold to Mike Higman, and he is still keeping those same core values of offering um, lots of information to help make chicken keeping fun, easy, but, you know, also with a new twist on it, you know, um, and also our customer service, staying true um, to our customer service values. Um, but we, as you said, we have um, a new exciting website um, with a new look that offers lots of new features. Um, but like I said, still offering those same, that information. We want to help make chicken keeping fun and accessible to everyone. So we know how fun it is. We want to share our chicken love with everyone. Yes, that that's, <laughs> that, I think that's like, you really have grasped that, you know, you've, you've communicated well, like, okay, we know it's fun. We know yep. you want to have fun, you know, and we also know that you care about your chickens and you want to do it right. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that you mentioned the customer service thing, because I had, I, for the first time this year, and we'll talk about this a little bit more later, but um, mm-hmm. I actually ordered some chicks from you guys mm-hmm. and I ha- I will not receive them until April, but I mm-hmm. ordered them in like, I was having a moment and I ordered <laughs> I ordered them in January and then I had like this crisis of conscience. I was like, okay, I have ordered way too many chicks. Like what have I done? And I was worried <laughs> because I was like, I don't know, like, can I call them and change the order or, you know, what can I do to adjust this uh, miscalculation in my chicken math skills? (laughs) Um, But I noticed that now you guys have like a, like a chat. I actually went on the chat in on your website. Yes. And it was so easy. I just changed my order and they do, you know, I know you guys, you guys definitely care about the health of the chicks and the welfare welfare of the chicks. And we'll talk about a little bit more about that later, but you know, they were like, well, you have to have a certain amount and, you know, to keep them safe and everything, but they were super quick to help and to refund me for the, the chicks that I decided 
should go to someone else. <laughs> oh, I'd love to hear that. Um, all of our, our flock care specialists, our customer service specialists, um, are chicken keepers themselves. So every day they bring the their love of chickens and their wealth of knowledge, you know, to be able to help our customers. So it's really great hearing that it was an, an easy and uh, good experience for you. Yeah. And I think sometimes when you have those chat, you know, when a website has a chat option, it's like, I know that I'm talking to a robot and mm-hmm. I didn't feel like that when I, I was like, is this, um, is this AI or is this? Nope. You're getting, <laughs> you never uh, know these days. <laughs> yeah. Nope. You're getting a real live, um, chicken keeper specialist on, on the other line. And, uh, we're very proud of our staff here. Like I said, we're chicken keepers. Um, a lot of, a lot of us are breeders. Some of us are vet techs in a previous, you know, job. So, um, we really bring all, you know, all that knowledge, um, to be able to try and help our, our customers or, you know, even if you're not a customer and, you have a question or an issue with your chicken, we welcome you calling us. Um, we're not veterinarians, so we can't give that sort of advice. But like I said, we have lots of chicken keeping experience that we love to, you know, share, share with you. Yeah. Yes. I, I do think, especially like um, breed information, there's mm-hmm. some really good, like you have the lists of like cold hardy breeds, heat hardy breeds, <laughs> you know, just information about the different breeds. And so that has been a real help. And in fact, I actually at one point had a link, you know, I have an online course Mm -hmm. and I had a link to your blog and for one section of the course. And I was like, you know, I acknowledge like, okay, this is a, this is a retail site, but they also have some really good information. So I, it's been a great resource for me and I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm pretty picky. I'm pretty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's really great to hear. Thank you. It's like I said, it's important for us to help make other people successful chicken keepers. You know, we are a business, but in the larger picture, um, we want to just spread the love and the goodwill of chicken keeping and help support, you know, backyard chicken keepers and, and their journey. So um, that's really the bigger picture is, um, especially now that, you know, we see the egg prices rise and more and more people, new people are starting to get into this wonderful hobby. So, you know, we want to help them do it right and have it be successful. Yeah, that, that was actually so. going to be my, you know, I was going to actually, that would have been my next question. Like, what has it been like, you know, on on your guys's end, just watching the changes over the last few years and the definite like uptick of backyard chicken mm-hmm. keepers, like what has that been like from, from your uh, viewpoint? Um, busy and exciting, I would say. You know, definitely when COVID hit, we saw um, lots of people were home and, you know, lots of chicken keeping started up. And it's been, you know, fairly steady. And now recently with the, the increased price of eggs, we've seen even more people. So it's busy. We, we're doing a lot of hiring to keep up with the, the demand. Um, but it's so much fun. You know, like I said, we love helping and educating these new people and just seeing more people get into backyard chicken keeping and 
finding the joys um, of yeah. that. So it's 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 busy, but it's so much fun for yeah. all. Yeah, and I love I love to hear you say that that you know it's it's exciting to you guys to mm-hmm. to see more people get into backyard chicken keeping because I I think I feel like there's been a bit of discouragement and I saw it like even during COVID and then actually definitely recently where there's really been, uh, you know, this, there's been a few influential um, outlets that have been like, look, you shouldn't get chickens Mm -hmm. and really discouraging people that it's too expensive, that it's too hard, that, you know, all this, all this stuff. And I'm just like, uh, no, like, what we need is education, you know? And so I love to see that you guys are, you know, you're not just selling a bunch of chicks to everybody, Mm -hmm. but you're making an effort to educate people at the same time, Mm -hmm. because I think that that's the most important thing. You know, let's, Mm -hmm. let's get these chickens out of the factory farms and into people's backyards. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it, uh, to your point, you know, chickens live for what, six to 13 years, depend, you know, average. So that's important for people to know, Mm -hmm. can you, you know, do you want to make that commitment? Um, It goes beyond just selling some chicks or selling some supplies, you know, so it is important that education aspect is important that people know what they're getting into and um, know if the commitment is right for them. Yeah. And I, I'm all for that too. Like I have seen a lot of people trying to educate others, like, okay, I'm not saying don't get into it, but this is what you're getting into. And I think that's important because we don't want people to be surprised. Yeah. So, you know, we were talking, I just ordered some chicks, so I've got that happening. And my sister has ordered chicks from you guys in the past. I'm just wondering, like, what advice would you give to people? There's a lot of a lot of new people that are, that will be listening to this Mm -hmm. and they may be ordering chicks online, possibly from your website for the first time. Mm -hmm. And they're nervous because, you know, it's like baby chicks coming through the mail, you know, is, is there any advice that you would give to people who are already ordering chicks online for the first time? Um, yes. Great, great question. So Ordering online, I is understandably, you know, does make some people nervous. I would, you know, say to that we ship by the UPS post office, which is um, the only company right now that ships baby chicks. Um, it's also the fastest way to ship them, and they've been doing it for well over a hundred years. We also are constantly you know, reviewing and updating our own shipping practices. Our shipping packages go above and beyond um, what the post office requires for shipping day-old baby chicks. So we do lots of different things, uh, you know, different times of years to ensure their safety. And many parts of the country, it is, it's amazing to me how quickly they get there. Some of these chicks are, you know, ready to be picked up at the post office in under 24 hours, which is pretty quick, you know, to get to some parts. You know, one thing that um, we always like to recommend to our customers is that you call your local post office. 
when you're expecting the chicks. So we send you a tracking number when they ship and call your local post office with that tracking number and just give them a heads up. Hey, I'm expecting these baby chicks. You know, please call me as soon as as they get here. So just kind of pre-coordinating with your local post office, letting them know. Um, they're coming in, you're waiting to, you know, pick them up can also help with, with pickup too. Yeah. And have mm-hmm. everything ready before yes, they get have, there. Absolutely. Great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Have everything ready. Um, have your brooder already warmed up, um, have your water ready. We always suggest um, when they get home, dip their beaks, starting, you know, getting them drinking. Once everyone gets a drink, then you can introduce the food. Um, but yes, definitely have them, have it all warmed up and um, they're home ready. For, yeah. For that. And it's so funny. Mm-hmm. They just start chickening right away. You know, they're, they're <laughs> those, those little chick instincts are amazing. Aren't they with already the scratching and the pecking and it's so fun to watch. It's so yeah. It's not like a baby in. Robin where they're just like yeah. bald and <laughs> they're Cancel barely just Cancel your plans and just do baby chick watching is um, yes. <laughs> what you need to yes. do. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I do tell people cause it's so, I mean, I uh, obviously baby chicks need to be held a lot if you want them to mm-hmm. be tame and everything. And it's so tempting that when they first come home to like handle them a lot, especially for little kids. Mm-hmm. But what I say for that first 24 hours, you know, they've been through a lot. That's a lot yes. for a little baby chick to be, to go through so, you know, of course you're going to let the kid hold them for a minute, you know, and then you make sure, you know, the focus is going to be on making sure they're eating and drinking and giving them some time to just kind of decompress from that experience. So it's tough. Absolutely. You know? It is. It's so tough, right? You just want to cuddle and hold yes. and, you know, they want to take a nap and yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's tricky to welcome them home, right? <laughs> it is. So I want to talk about sexing uh, baby chicks. Mm-hmm. So, and just for those of you that don't know, when I use that term, I'm talking about separating uh, the chicks by male and female. Um, and I noticed that you're one of the only companies that actually sexes bantams because usually bantams are sold straight run, which again, for those that, that don't know, that means they haven't been sexed. So you're likely to get roosters. But I just want to talk to you, like, what is your accuracy rate? Because I know that there is, you know, roosters happen. Roosters happen sometimes. (laughs) And do you have, do you have any advice for people just to avoid having that unwanted rooster? If there's anything that, that they should know, I don't even know, like beyond buying Um, pullets, you know. Sure. So yeah, we're very excited that we are able to sex our bantams, especially the silkies. They are a breed that takes a little bit longer to to mature. So sometimes those silkies, you know, it's eight, nine months before it, they can show you if they're male or female, if they're not sexed. Yeah. Um, After you've already fallen in love with them. Exactly. You're already in love by, by then. Um, So, and who can resist a bantam, right? So it's I know. Really, it's so great that, you know, we do offer these sex bantams. Our accuracy rate for that is about 90 to 95%. Um, same with the standard size birds. And so 
as far as, you know, if you do get a rooster that you didn't plan for an oopsie rooster, you know, there's a couple different things you would want to check with your city or town if you're allowed to have a rooster. First of all, if you are and you're concerned about the noise, another option is a no crow collar, um, which is a collar that you, a loose fitting collar that you would put around the rooster's neck. And it doesn't um, stop them from crowing, but it helps to muffle their sound a little bit and reduce their their the sound of their the noise of their crow. Um, so for some people, that is an option. You know, other people just cannot or do not do not want to keep the rooster um, and rehoming may be an option yeah. too. So it's it's really it's an individual decision, you know, whether you can or or want to have a rooster in in your flock. I think. Yeah, and what I try to tell people is that, you know, that is you need to have a contingency plan, like plan mm-hmm. for a rooster. And then hopefully you won't have to deal with it, but you need Mm -hmm. to ask yourself like, okay, am I the kind of person that would humanely, you know, deal with this? Mm -hmm. Um, Am am I the kind of person that I just couldn't, you know, I wouldn't be able to give them up. Mm -hmm. Then you have to, you have to decide how, how to handle that. And, you know, if you can, it's best to find somebody. If you're, if you're someone that wants to rehome your rooster, find that person before you even get baby chicks. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, that's the, that's the best case scenario. Now, have I been in a scenario where, <laughs> you know, I ended up, I, there was a duck sitting on 14 eggs in the corner that I didn't see, <laughs> you know, I mean, it happens to the best of us, it but does. In, yeah, I mean, in the, I'm talking about best case scenarios, have a plan. Yeah. And I just want to bring up, because I know I'll get comments about it. (laughs) (laughs) We know, we know what people like to comment about, you know, the, the callers, there uh, there are people that have feelings about them. And Mm -hmm. I think this is just one of those things where it's like, they're in every situation, there's like a level of risk involved. And it, you might be facing a situation where, your rooster would be in worse condition wherever they're going to go. You just don't have any other options and -hmm. you decide to keep your rooster. And in that scenario, you know, as long as your rooster is able to adjust to it, then you have to do what you got to do, you know, and then there's roosters that they just cannot adjust to the collar. And in that case, you have to figure something else out. But you know, I, in chicken, I always say in chicken landia, we have no absolutes, you know, people need to make a decision based on what's right for them and their chickens. So I just want to put that disclaimer out there because we know people are going to come. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. You know, every flock is different. Every, you know, situation is different. So these are options that may or, or may not work, work for your flock. Yeah. Yeah. So, one of the most common questions I have is about uh, a very common disease that happens to baby chicks sometimes, coccidiosis. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, you know, anyone that's familiar with my site and, you know, the information that I put out, I lean very natural. Um, mm-hmm. That's just how we do it in Chickenlandia. But mm-hmm. there are other people that are are interested 
in using more of, you know, a, like a medical preventative preventative for coccidiosis mm-hmm. because, you know, in the, in their situation, it may be a high risk situation and they decide to go that route. So I'm just curious what my pet chicken recommends for people that want to take more of a preventative, like a medical preventative route uh, against coccidiosis. So we like to educate people on the choices. We don't really pick a side on what you should or shouldn't do. Again, you know, what works for one person's flock may not work for another. So if you use medicated feed, we sort of look at that as an insurance policy, you know, that for some people, it can work good in their program, you know, for raising their chicks and um, help prevent coccidiosis. You know, if you don't use medicated feed, you know, pay extra special attention to the environment that the chicks are in, just looking out for that. And then, of course, there is, you know, a treatment that you can give your chickens if they do happen to get it. So, again, you know, there's different ways of dealing with it. And it just sort of depends, I think, on what works best for um, each person's flock, each person's um, situations, past experiences. Um, but yeah, we, we like to just give people, yeah, these are your options and what each option entails. Yeah. And, you know, I think one thing that's important for people to understand is that coccidia needs a certain type of environment to really, Mm -hmm. to really thrive. So Mm -hmm. keep your brooder dry. Yep. Don't, don't try and keep it sterile. I think some people, you know, they really, they're cleaning it. Is that possible? (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) You'll go, you'll lose your mind. You know, you'll lose your mind. Um, So I tell people like that is futile. Don't, (laughs) don't do that. And also it's not, it's not really good for them. Like they need, they need some level of exposure to all kinds of things. You know, they're going to be outside and they need to have that, that, uh, that early exposure. So, you know, just do your best with your best husbandry and, Mm -hmm. um, your best practices. And Mm -hmm. very likely you will not have, have a problem, but if you do the same medication that's in medicated feed is available for treatment of your chicken. So you would treat, you know, you would treat the, the flock with that if you, if you needed to. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just curious about, you know, what you guys had to say about that. But um, but I like I like how you take that approach of just like, you know, you have to decide what's good for your situation. I really think that's the best approach. Yeah, you know, there's lots of different ways um that people manage their flocks depending on lots of different factors. So we want to help everyone. And sometimes a decision I would make for my flock versus one that you would make for your flock are different, but we're both doing the best for our flock and we're both taking care of them. So different paths, but we're, we're looking for the same result of healthy and happy chickens. So we, you know, just again, want to help educate people to make the decision that's, that's best for them and their flock. That's great. I love to hear it. So I was trying to think of, um, you know, a question to ask every guest, and what came to mind is, Forrest, if you were a chicken, mm-hmm. what kind of chicken would you be? Oh, I have <laughs> never been asked this question before, and I absolutely love it. If I was a chicken, 
This is pretty easy. I would say a buff Worthington. Um, and this is why. I think they're friendly and I think I'm friendly. They are round and plump. And I would say I'm a little round and plump too. And they're hard workers and good egg layers. And I would say I'm a hard worker and I don't lay eggs, but I'm a hard worker. So <laughs> you're productive. Right. I would say I'm a buff Worthington if, uh, if I was a chicken. And you have blonde hair. Yes. And I have blonde hair. <laughs> So there you go. <laughs> good answer. That's a good, a, a, a great breed. It's a great breed. People that love buff Orpingtons. The buff Orpington was actually the first chicken breed I got. And I loved them. I think they're just such a great classic breed. So yeah. And beautiful. Yeah. I had one, right? I had one once and she was beautiful. I loved it. It was one of my first chickens. Yeah. Great mothers really great. too. I, um, one of mine, was always oh, just so good at brooding chicks and teaching them about life. And yeah. 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 Basically. And we always, yeah. We always think of ban you know, when we think of mama hens, I always think of bantams. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and I forget how great the buff Orpingtons are, you know, there's mm-hmm. some, some great mamas there. Mm-hmm. Great for, I think it's a great breed for beginners, uh, chicken keepers too. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you want, like, you know, I mean, people always ask me, what's the quietest breed? And, and I have to say, okay, like my disclaimer <laughs> is any chicken can sing the egg song and they can yes. sing it for, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Like, it just depends on that chicken's personality. Now, in general, there are breeds that are more docile, more quiet. I would say definitely put Buff Orpington in that category. I'd probably put Black Australorp um, in that category. Uh, Wyandots, standard uh, fluffier yep. breeds usually. I agree. Yeah, Speckled a little bit. Sussex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spe- oh, so beautiful. Speckled Sussex. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, there's always that chance that you're going to get this chatty Kathy (laughs) that's like talking endlessly. Um, So be prepared, you know, if you're if you're you know, I do discourage people from like sneaking chickens in because it's such a big chance. There's a big chance that they will get found out and then be heartbroken later. But it's a it's it's a personal decision. Some people will do it. But um. But yeah, before I find the, the Favorals to be very chatty. So if you're looking for <laughs> quiet chickens, I would say the Favorals are not um, it. Yeah. And I find the smaller they get, the louder. Because <laughs> yeah. like, I have like all these itty bitty tiny chick. I just got yep. three um, barred Old English games and they're oh. tiny. They're like I have two Saramas and they're smaller than the Saramas and they're just these little, (laughs) yes, they're these little, and there's three of them and they're always together. They always stand together. They always, you know, they're just constantly together and they're constantly chatting around. It's so funny. I find my duplays are very chatty. So you're right. The small breeds, I think they have a lot to say. Oh, and so cute. So cute. The duplays. I do have, I think I have two of those coming. Oh, good. <laughs> I good, couldn't, good. I couldn't let those go. I couldn't take no. those off the list. 
Those are another one of my favorite breeds too. They're, I think, just so sweet and sassy and smart. I see them in my flock and they're, they do so well. Yeah. So cute. Porcelain Duclays, I think is what I got. Yeah. Oh, good. So Great. super cute. So I, when you, you know, we were talking earlier about the My Pet Chickens website looking fantastic lately. So I know you guys have that going on. Are there any other exciting things in My Pet Chickens future that we can look out for? Yes, for sure. Well, like we talked about before, we have the new website, lots of new fun features. Um, this year, we are going to be focusing on bringing lots of new products uh, to the website. So we're really excited about that. We have um, a line of new coops that we're going to be launching soon. We're also, Yeah, we're excited about that. We're also working on more um, new and exclusive chicken breeds and also duck breeds this year. Oh, Um, fun. mm -hmm, Yep. And more content. We're going to be putting out more videos. Um, We're going to be bringing our YouTube channel back to life and just lots more fun and educational content um, from My Pet Chicken. Well, that's great. I love to hear that. You know, I I will tell you, I ordered one. I hope it comes out as frizzled because... You never know when you order a frizzle, like sometimes it can come smooth feathered. Yeah. 50-50 um, chance. <laughs> yeah. But I <laughs> I did I'm a ga- I'm a bit of a gambler. So I, <laughs> I ordered one frizzled uh Easter egger. So oh, great. <laughs> fingers crossed. She's a frizzle. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Wish me luck. So where can my audience follow? What are all the places where my audience can follow my pet chicken? Sure. So we have um, an Instagram account, my pet chicken official. Uh, We have a Facebook account. You can follow us. We're also on TikTok. And like I said, you are, you're on TikTok. Oh, sorry. We are. We have a lot of fun over there on TikTok. And then, like I said, our YouTube, we have a YouTube channel, but we're going to be, um, you know, bringing that back to life and uh, posting more more content and videos on there. Well, I, I, you know, I, of course, already follow you in all those places. Um, and I encourage my audience to go out and follow you guys. And I really appreciate you out there, you know, doing the good work, getting the getting the chicken word out there. And, you know, we're just changing this world one chicken at a time. So I really appreciate it. That's it. Thank you. Thank you for having my pet chicken on the show. And um, it was so fun to chicken chat with you. too. Yes, you too. Thank you so much for (laughs) us. Thank you all so much for joining me today. This podcast was produced by me and Kelsey Paulus, also known as the Chickenlandia Presidential Advisor. Thank you to Talking to Crows for editing this episode and to Double M Ranch for their wonderful podcast art. If you enjoyed today's show, remember to rate and review it. But most of all, I want you to remember that you are always welcome in Chickenlandia. Bye. Dahlia Monterosso, also known as the president of Chickenlandia, is a backyard chicken educator in Northwest Washington. To submit your question to Bok Talk, visit WelcomeToChickenlandia.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.